day I first met you. Episode 021-2013 Legends of Charm Fantasy Football Podcast. Narf Money with you as always, and I'm joined by League Commissioner Anton. Talking about Anton being bad at fantasy football. LC's team falling apart. Week 5, week 6, power rankings, trades, and pickups. We got some good Tron ranks, guys. Talking about the Eagles also. It's going to be good. Stick with it. Alright guys, week five is over, Narf had another heartbreaking loss, and here to talk about it with me is Anton, making your third podcast appearance of the season. Hey buddy. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, so did you win last week? I don't even remember. No, I pretty much got doubled up last week, and I don't think there's any way you could have forgotten that. So, the first thing, I have a new theory. Yeah. I don't think you're good at fantasy football. I'm in a slump. I'm in a serious <laughs> the, the second half of last year and all of this year. I'm in a serious slump. What do you mean the second half of last year? You started out well, also last year. Also the first half of last year. So so if you put that together, it's both halves of last year. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah. Are you? I mean, maybe you just keep drafting Josh Freeman too much. It really hurt me to draft Josh Freeman. Because I knew. I knew better. I've had him like four times. What what round was it you took in this year? Like eight or nine? Um, I, I hope it was that. Yeah, I hope it was at least double digits. Let's see. I used to be able to... Here, I'll tell you. Good time. Maybe I won't tell you. Thanks. Um, I took him in the eighth round. <laughs> God, that's too early. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping you're done. And you don't draft him next year. But do you know who got picked? One pick after Josh Freeman. Tell me, Philip Rivers. Oh, that's. That, I should I should have looked that up. That is awful. So, honestly, like, I was not big on Rivers this year either. Like I owned him last year and he burned me, but. There is no scenario I would have drafted Josh Freeman over Rivers this year. Well, here's here's the thing. Like, I don't think you can defend that. I can defend that. I, I, Rivers definitely seemed in decline, his, and his roster is in decline. Freeman w- shouldn't have been declining. He was actually a pretty good fantasy quarterback last year, and his roster got better, like significantly better. Yeah, I, you're, you're right now that I'm thinking about it. It, it is defendable. I actually... I, I didn't think Freeman would be good. I thought Tampa might be pretty good this year. Right. And I even if I'd even thought Freeman and Rivers were close, I would have picked Rivers because it, it, I, I've had Freeman too many times and I've felt the searing emotional pain. So I'm, I apparently didn't even think it was close. Yeah, I guess not. Someone actually picked him up after you dropped him. I think it was Hudson. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hudson picked him up. Any advice for owning Josh Freeman for Hudson? Uh, antidepressants. Okay. And anti, you know, whatever they give crazy people, kill themselves. 
Did you even think about putting him on the trade market, or you just wanted to just drop him and be done with it? Well, it was too it, it was too late. He was getting it, he was already almost cut by the time I would have been doing that. Yeah, but you I mean you you had to, he was going to get re-signed. Like his season wasn't over. I wasn't sure that he'd get to start this year. Now it looks like he probably will at some point. Yeah, well, I think Minnesota is like still kind of delusional that they think they can make the playoffs. So. Well, I mean, the fact that Buffalo is would rather start someone off the practice squad than bring in Josh Freeman. It's Jeff Tool, right? Is his name? No, they're not starting Tool. Oh, what happened? They had Tool played for like a half or whatever it was, and they did not like how he looked. So they have this guy on the practice squad that has played in, I think, one NFL game. What's his name? God, I'm Uh, not following Buffalo's quarterback situation at all, I guess. And they also brought in uh, Dennis Dixon, who they might sign as as the new third QB. Right, Dennis Dixon. Thad Lewis. His name is Thad Lewis. Oh, I did see that. I did see him. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's not going to work out well for them. Interesting. So... All right, so Josh Freeman aside. Dennis Dixon and Pat White to try out, and I think they, they told one of them not to leap down. I forget which one. Interesting. EJ Manuel is coming back this year, though, I think, right? Like, I don't think he's out the whole season. No, he's not. I don't, I don't even think he's out that long. No, he's not. But speaking of that, you know who is out the whole season? Julio Jones? Julio Jones! It's all <laughs> happening! Priest is so smart. I was nice to Lamb Chop for one week, and his whole team is falling apart. You know, uh, I talked to Lamb Chop about that, and his take on it was that you th- this approach will never work. It already worked. I win. Julio Jones is out. Roddy White's hurt again. His team's awful. Vic is out. Now, if only he didn't have Nick Foles. If only he didn't have Nick Foles, the one thorn in, in my side on that. But, I mean, Nick Foles isn't cool. Even if Nick Foles is solid, like, early in the season, it looked like Vic might be, like, giving him 30-point games. Like, it, like no, neither Vic or Foles going to be doing that. Like, if they average 15 or 18 or whatever, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do, do, do you think his team's going to fall apart? Oh, God, I hope so. But the thing is, am I jinxed? Should we still be nice to him? So I, like, keep it going? He 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 thinks, and I, I kind of agree with him, that he's just going to feed off of it. But he can't because in his, in his fucker mind, he's capable of taking your insincere praise. My praise was sincere. And turning it into sincere praise. I, I, see, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it going. It's, it's one week. It's worked so far. So I love Lamb no, Chop, no, and I really hope he recovers to go thirteen and zero because he deserves it. Power too. When I when I heard the podcast, I kind of agreed with the thinking. I was going to join in, but I can't pull it off convincingly. Well, the other thing about the podcast, which I realized afterwards, but I'm sure it's pretty easy to pick up on listening, is I recorded it out of order. So like me and Priest gives a suggestion to be nice to Lamb Chop at the very end of the way I played it, but then we're nice to him the whole time before that. I don't oh, yeah. know if people picked up on that or not. Well, I noticed that you had already been being nice to him and then had the... It was Ex- out of order. I just figured... Exactly. You know. That's just Frogger threw off the whole recording schedule by forgetting there was a podcast that I'm just glad you recorded it. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one for two at recording three-person podcasts, so I can get that percentage up, I think, as the season goes on. Uh, if you want to turn this into a, a, a real professional studio, you're going to have to clean it up. 
I'll, I'll do my best. So, so anyway, you got back from your honeymoon kind of recently, right? Yeah, how, I did. How, how was it? It was fantastic. Was it the best three weeks of your life? Um, it was among the best three weeks. Compare it to the first three weeks you met me, though, because I assume those were pretty good. The first three weeks <laughs> I met you? Yeah, so your first three weeks of senior year. I can't... The first three weeks of the post-NARF era in your life. Right. I mean, I don't want to say for sure, but I, it, you might have an inflated view of, of your place in my life the first three weeks I met you. That's interesting. Um, I'll actually accept that. Uh, so Okay, so we'll go with... Honey Not Man. since. You're... you're Definitely a majority of my life since. Okay, so after the first three weeks. It's been every week since. Yeah, you grew on me. Okay. Uh, that's, I, grew, I grew on most people. I make bad first impressions, and then I just... It's like that uh, Seinfeld episode. How George, Remember where George like, makes... Like, how he dates women is he just sticks around, sticks around until he gets stuck in their heads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's Narf. You're like that. Uh, cool. So what, what was the highlight? Like, what was the favorite place you went, or what did you do? Um, we were in, in this city called Ronda in the south of Spain that's, uh, we were, we happened to be there for the big bullfighting. Oh, you went to a bullfight? We went to a, not a, tr- not a regular bullfight. They, they originated this form of bullfighting that's, uh, entirely off horseback. And so when they do their bullfighting festival, the, the big fight, like on Saturday is the, the traditional kind. And then on Sunday, they have the horseback one. So we went to that one, and it was awesome. So the bull still dies, right? The bull still dies. Like, yes, several bulls die. Uh, I'm not It's kind of disgusting, I think. Yeah, I don't, I, like, I don't like, like murdering innocent animals. I know. And you at least are consistent in that you don't eat meat or anything. Yes. Um, in, in truth, these, these, the, these animals get treated probably a lot better than the ones that we eat. So okay. I didn't have a big problem with it. But it was just like the spectacle, and it's this huge arena, and everyone's into it. So that was cool. So that was probably my favorite part of Spain. And then we went to Morocco, um, and one of the things we did was we, we camped out in the, in the Sahara Desert one night. So that was my favorite part of Morocco. Awesome. Was there enough cheese throughout for you? I ate so much cheese. I saw some I, pictures of cheese online, so I figured yeah, you were happy. I don't travel anywhere for food. Like I, People who are taking trips are always saying they're excited about the food. That's not me at all. Right. As has been discussed in Tron Ranks. We'll get to uh, that. But the South of Spain was pretty perfect because they just bring you like a plate full of cheese, a plate full of meat. Yeah, Spanish cheese is awesome, too. This kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so Morocco how's... is just... It's just charred animals on sticks or stews. Yeah, that's less appealing. Um, so, so how's how's married life? Is it the same? Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Are you guys uh, gonna like buy a house and retire to the suburbs? No, uh, we would we would need money. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should win. You should win the eliminator pool. It's for a ton of money, as Lionel. It's my one hope. I mean, Lamb Shop already lost, so I count that as a win. My only chance this season is to win Eliminator, because I, I think I might be done, fantasy-wise. So, uh, yes. You, well, if you lose a Priest this weekend, you're 100% done. If you win that game, there's still hope. I was just telling... I saw Hudson Infuse last weekend, and I was telling Hudson that uh, I was turning a corner with my loss to him on Aaron Rodgers' bye, and I was feeling really good going forward, and then I get doubled up. Where did you see them? Like a Fall League game or something? Fall League, yeah. They are teammates. Ah, is your, did, you, did you beat them? We did not play them. We were on adjacent fields. Uh, um, I think my team played them once when I was away, and we're going to play them again this weekend when I'm out of town. 
Got it. Oh, I didn't even... Is Fuse playing? Because he had that, like, pretty serious ankle injury where he couldn't play for, like, over a year, I think. I saw I saw him playing points. Oh, good good for Fuse. I'm happy about that. Yeah. You look good. You look good, Fuse. Good for you, Fuse. So so if I had to bet on either you or Lionel to be the first one to join Yoni with little kids, who would I put my money on? Uh, Lionel got married first, so you might as well... By, by like, three months. Yeah. I don't know. It, it'll probably be close. Okay. Within a year? I doubt it. I don't have anywhere to put a kid. Like, you should see where I'm sitting right now. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Um, cool. So, so let's get on to your draft strategy then. Uh, besides drafting Josh Freeman. So you went Aaron Rodgers number one. Yeah. So, so honest question. Did you, like, put thought into any other quarterbacks there? Or did you kind of blindly just assume no. Rodgers is the best quarterback? Um, okay, well, first of all, let, let's back up here. Okay. I fucked up my choice of pick. Everyone who's come on the podcast has basically said that same thing. I don't I understand how... That was the, that's probably the most important decision you could make this year, and all of you guys fucked it up somehow. I know. I, I immediately regretted it. As soon as I clicked, I regretted it. You, what do you mean click? Oh, as soon as you sent the email? As soon as I sent it. You, you chose, you were four, right? I was four, and I would have liked to have been six. Six was open. I know. Six went to Lamb you, you had a really early, you had a good spot, I think, right? Yeah, I was picking third or fourth, maybe. Yeah, so, Or fifth. Okay. Anyway, third, sixth went to Lamb Chop, and it should have gone to me, and I'm an idiot. So what would you have done differently if you had had six? So ba- basically, when I had my second thoughts, it was that, there were six players I was kind of equally happy to own um, this year. Okay. And I should have picked six and just grabbed one of those guys, and I would have been fine. Now, among those were Doug Martin and Ray Rice, who would have been terrible. Yeah. So at six, was I'm assuming Breeze was one of the players, right? Yes. So you, was, you would just have Breeze instead of Rogers. I would have... Breeze or Manning. So Breeze went six, Manning went seven. So I don't know who would have been picked at my pick. Well, who did, who would you have had Breeze higher on your list? Then then who? Then Manning. Um, I want to say no, but uh, I probably would have picked Breeze over Manning. Got it. Okay, so did you go into draft day with like QB tight end in in mind as your as your strategy then? No. So I went more. Last year, my strategy was to not look at advanced stats very much and just kind of read a couple things and go on, draft on gut and see how that worked out. And how did it work for you? It worked out disastrously. Okay. So this year, I looked at the advanced stats a lot and, you know, our scoring system and the projections for everyone. I didn't, I did not want to go tight end there, but... He was so much... So I guess the big three receivers were off the board. The big four receivers were off the board. And yeah. Jones. Yeah, depending on where you want to draw the line, the top like five or six. I think, was Demarius Thomas off the board also by then? Or no, no? He, he went next. Okay, so the top next five were gone. The top five were gone. And I, it, it, it just seemed like Jimmy Graham was going to be better even just comparing him to receivers than anyone outside that top five. I, I mean, I personally 
wrote that I didn't like the pick at the time, but I can't really say that anymore. Like he's he should be a first rounder the way he's been playing. Well, we'll, we'll see. So I, yeah, I did okay on the on the. It's it's even ex even more astounding how terrible I am given that my first two picks are kind of working out. Well, I wouldn't say Roger. Rogers has had the the huge game, and he's had two like mediocre games since. I wouldn't say you're getting everything from him. But he's he's doing okay. He hasn't failed me. He hasn't really been the reason. He's failed that. you in the sense that a quarterback drafted after him, Peyton Manning, has like tripled his points. Sure. Uh, but but you know he hasn't been like a Ray Rice or Tom Brady from the first round who are just like disastrous. Yeah. Um. So the pro- So yeah, I guess what I really needed was a running back, and the running backs that went soon after that spot were. Steven Jackson, Matt Forte, MJD, and then I picked Ridley. Right. So Forte is the only one of those that actually is good, it seems. Right. So I, I could have very easily drafted Steven Jackson there and been even more terrible. No, J- Jimmy Graham was cl- clearly the good pick. Um, your running backs, though, are basically on pace to be the worst running backs in the history of all fantasy football leagues. I might stop... I might stop playing running backs. Just just have two empty slots there? Yeah. I, I almost got negative running back points last week. Ha, have you gotten negatives yet, or have you always hit positive? CB's gotten negatives twice, I think. I don't think I've gotten negatives out of the position, but I also don't know if I've gotten double digits. Um, yeah, well, you're averaging, I think, what is it, like eight points combined from your running backs? It's lower now, because I think that was before this week. No, no, no. Well, I'm looking right now. I got you. Oh, you you got the fresh stats. Oh, of course, I got the fresh stats. They come up every Tuesday. Um, I always do this. If anyone's listening, I always do the stats before the power rankings because I use them for the rankings. So once the rankings are out, the stats are always out by default. Um, so, you're uh, you're 8.2. right. Eight point two total. Right. CB and I are a good. Like uh, CB's at ten point nine. I'm at eight point two. The next lowest is 17.4. Yeah, so the next lowest doubles you after CB. Yeah. So, so what, I mean, what, like, what hope do you have? Like, are you hoping Ridley, do you have any hope Ridley comes back and is productive? It's looking pretty grim. I mean, the only thing is Verena still hurt. Well, um, oh, do you mean to, to boost Ridley's value? Yeah. Right. Blunt, I guess, is not getting carries. It's you never know with New England. I mean, you've got Mendenhall also, who had eleven points last week. That's not that's better than you. Yeah, but he get. looks terrible. I, I know looks, Arizona's whole team just looks so bad. I'm starting him this week, as we go, as, as it looks now. Um, when they the Cardinals apparently have a rookie running back that a lot of people think he should be starting and might take over soon. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's grim. Ridley had really great upside. Like, all these Patriots running back. Like, it's not like the old Denver teams. It's not always by committee. They seem to have guys who get there, have, like, a two- or three-year peak where they're getting most of the carries, and then they fade and they bring in new guys. No, Ridley was, like, a projected first-round, early second-round pick on ESPN. Like, he was... No, but so... Hi. This was this has been Belichick's thing. He brought in Corey Dillon for a couple of years, and they had Law Firm for a couple of years. Like it's always, he's not he's not schizophrenic with his running backs. He seems to try to ride a main guy for a couple of years, and really looked like Ridley was going to be that guy this year. So I was banking on that, and it didn't 
pan out. Lamar Miller is the starter for the Dolphins, but he's not doing well. <sighs> and that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, so, so outside of Jimmy Graham, like, is there a outside of your first two picks? Actually, is there a player on your team you even like? Like, I guess Locker was doing really well for you. You must have been happy with that. But uh, like, who on your team were you I, happy with? I didn't draft. You didn't draft Locker? Oh no, I did draft Locker. I did draft Locker. Yeah, yeah. He's been on my bench the whole time. Um, Jordy Nelson's been a solid round six value. Oh, actually, for for round six, that's really good. He went that late. Yeah, I actually he was. Uh, the third receiver I took. Oh, because you traded I, Reggie Wayne for Bradford, right? Yeah, I picked three receivers in a row, four, five, six. It was Reggie Wayne, Steve Smith, Jordy Nelson, and they've. Steve Smith went ahead of Jordy Nelson. Yeah, God, that makes no sense. A, a lot of people: Colston, Mike Wallace. Uh, yeah, some like Jordy Nelson was gonna have Corey, a good season without Greg Jennings there. Torrey Smith went ahead of Jordy Nelson. Well, Torrey Smith's been good at. Torrey Smith's been good. He's been okay. Uh, he's been actually really consistent, which is never what he does before. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah, he's had two really big games now that I look at it. The last two games. So how do you, how are you feeling about that Wayne for Bradford trade? Are you happy you made it? I'm happy I made it now because Locker's hurt. I made it before Locker got hurt. Right, that makes it interesting. Why? So why did you make that then? Because Locker was playing pretty well. Did you just uh, not have faith in him? I, I didn't have total faith in him, and I still would have had a, a a buy that I would have had to fill with something. So basically, I, I was going to unload Reggie Wayne either for a quarterback or a running back. Um, and I decided on quarterback. Yeah, I mean, without Locker, I guess you'd have no one to play there. So it's just yeah, a I mean, position. It, it worked out. Now, with Locker hurt, it, it's kind of saved me more than not that my team's any good but i would have been in even worse shape if i had a, a okay running back and no second qb right now got it so so looking at last week um vigo almost doubled you up were you actually paying attention to that and hoping against it or did you not care uh, about whether if he, if he doubled your score or not no i don't even know it, i think it happened right no it didn't happen it didn't happen he's six points shy oh you're right Actually, five five and a half points shy because Kaepernick did nothing on a Sunday night. Yeah, that's okay. He got eighty points out of Romo and Bryant. Did you watch that uh, Denver Dallas game? That was pretty awesome. Actually, I missed. I I forgot why I turned it off. I missed the the end when it got really crazy. Uh, yeah, that, I mean the whole second half. Like that, that was just like a great game to watch. Just being a fan of like offense in football in general. I love Peyton Manning. I have serious man love, and I hope that he wins the the, the Super Bowl. I think everyone loves Peyton Manning. Uh, what about the Eagles, man? You don't I mean, think we're a Super Bowl team? They are who we thought they were. Uh, they have no defense. They're everyone on their defense sucks. The defense is off. But we picked off. We forced like four Eli turnovers in the fourth quarter. Like that wasn't nothing. Is there a team in this country right now, including college and high school, that couldn't force four Eli turnovers? Yeah, Eli is awful. Like, well, his his O line is awful. We don't know if he's awful. Yes, we do know he's awful. Like, can well, people just give me this by now? Like, Eli's never been. What that do you mean good. by now? Until this year, everything said otherwise. Now, what, what do you mean? What about last year when they started six and two and then blew a playoff spot in an awful division? Like, good was, quarterbacks don't do that. 
It's probably the, the line's fault. It's not. No, like. Listen, Narf, you don't get it. When a white quarterback does badly, it's the line's fault. When a black quarterback does badly, it's his fault. That's how it works. I mean, yeah, I, I know the rules, but like Eli and Flacco this season have combined for like literally 20 interceptions, I think. It's, it's awesome to watch. It's bad. Have you been following the latest with this Matt Schaub stuff? Uh, I saw a headline on ESPN. Like, you mean like fans like attacked his fans house or something? Came to his house and took pictures of his family. That's like, I this don't support absurd. that at all. That's like, that's way too far. What's absurd beyond that it's way too far in any case is that, so his, he, he's thrown four pick sixes in four consecutive games. Yes. Which is a total random, it's not like he's been as bad as Eli Manning this year, but because he's thrown picks that happen to go for touchdowns, he's getting extra hate. Yeah, I see. I mean, the against Seattle two weeks ago, his like fourth quarter pick six really did lose them the game. Like, and that was just such an awful like throw. I but. just it gets so inflated because they happen to be returned for touchdowns, which is retarded. You're right, and because they're in they're in close games to win them, as opposed to Giants who are already down twenty points. It doesn't matter. I suppose. Plus, the people involved are from Texas. I mean, New York people are pretty crazy too, but. So what, so what, is he at, like, hiring security guards or something? Like, what is he doing to protect himself? I don't know, but just, like, imagine playing in a city where the fans hate him so much all of a sudden that they're coming to your house. Yeah, that's, it's not good. Do you think he's going to finish the season as a starting quarterback there, or do you think he's, he's done? I hope he finishes the season. Are they, what's his name, TJ Yates? Yep. He, he won him a playoff game two years ago. Yeah, but he was clearly not as good at Shaw. The con- the conventional wisdom that year was that they had a shot at the Super Bowl with Schaub. Yes. And were lucky to win a playoff game with Yates. Correct. I mean, Yates was so, also the third string that year. Matt Liner was in between them. Oh, that's right. And Liner came in and got hurt like the first drive of his first game. That's right. And then T- and TJ Yates was a rookie, actually, I believe, that year. He was, because it was him versus Dalton. They were both rookies. So, I don't know. I know nothing new since then about TJ Yates that would make me have more confidence in him than Matt Schaub. That's true. All right. So, so back to the Eagles. Playoffs? Yeah, for that, uh, I have a correction to make. Okay. It's very important. I know how factual accuracy concerns you. It always does. Uh, I did get negative points for my running backs last week. Yeah. I thought, I'm looking right now. Minus two and positive one is ne- right. negative one. Lamar Miller gave me a point. Not not only did he give me a point, he gave me a point on seven carries. <laughs> wow, seven carries for 15 yards. What a stat yeah, line. That's right. He didn't fumble. He just only earned one point on seven carries. That's that's quality production right there. And Whereas then, Jonathan Franklin only got three touches, but managed to give me negative two points. So you got 10 carries, negative one point for your running backs. Yep, you would have done better just... Benching both of them. Yeah, and I got negative points from the Texans' defense going against a quarterback who passed for, like, 14 yards. He actually had, like, six completions in the game, I'm pretty sure. I think it was six for 15. And they, yeah. and, and they put up 34 points. That's about right. God, do, do, do you think Kaepernick's good? I'm just, like, that makes, he's just not a good quarterback. Like, he's I said that from the beginning. There's no way he's as good as everyone thought he was early Correct. He was last so year. inflated by his playoff run last year. Yeah. He's definitely not that good. 
I mean, look at his last four games. His passing high is 167. He's not even throwing for 200 yards. He will... He and he's will not get, running either. He's just doing nothing for them. Yeah, he will get better than he is right now. He hasn't cracked 200 yards since week one. Yeah, week one he had that huge game against the Packers. 400 yards, three touchdowns. And since then, his fantasy high is 15 points. Yeah. He does, I mean, the schedule gets easier. You know, Arizona's defense is actually not bad. They play Arizona this week. Um, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they've played. They've already played Houston, Seattle with good defenses. Indy's defense is pretty good, actually, too. These are all games they should win until they go to New Orleans in Week Eleven. Uh, y- yes. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. So, so definitely just get easier. Um, so we'll see. But if he doesn't start regularly putting up two hundred and fifty, and he's not running more than he is now, then maybe. He's not that guy at all. I, 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 I think he already isn't that guy. Like I think him and Russell Wilson are both just really got really overrated off off last year, and RG three also. But but if if everyone on the Niners gets healthy, they can win with him being this guy. Yeah, that's actually good. It's it's, it's fair to, to give him credit that uh, Crabtree is by far his best receiving option. Is not, is not playing. But not only that, they're now missing, I think, either four or five starters on the defense. Yeah, Alden Smith just had gun charge. I, I saw, like, a gun charge headline today. Wait, that's... He's the one that had the DUI thing going on, right? And he checked himself into rehab? I always confuse the Smiths, but I think so, yes. He checked into rehab, and they let him play on Sunday, and then checked him into oh, rehab. Oh, right, right, right. It was hey, the stupidest thing. They let him play knowing he's about to check into rehab. He sucked. Yeah. Like, they announced the day before he was going to rehab, and then he just played the game first. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, would, if everyone on that team's healthy, Colin Kaepernick doesn't have to be that good. And then he's playing from ahead, and they don't know when he's actually going to pass, and he completes some bombs. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to hold them back from being a Super Bowl contender. I'm, I'm really more focused on, on fantasy aspect, um, and I just think he's not... Like a top, I don't think he's a QB one at all. I think he's barely a QB two right now in fantasy. No, next year when everyone's healthy and Crabtree's back, you know, he 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 could be a QB one. He's not. The door's not closed to that. All right, well, so throw it back to the Eagles. Like, what, how how are we going to do? Have you been watching the games? I've been. I have to admit, I've I've been red zoning more than I should. Unacceptable. I know. Um, but I watched I watched most of the game this this week. We're in, we're in first place. We are two and zero in the division. <laughs> that's that's the only being in what might be the worst division is is the only thing in our favor. The NFC East has five total wins. I think three of them no four of them are interdivision. I think there's one out of division win. It's yeah. it's awful. They just they they don't have the guys on defense. I don't know what could change. They just they don't have the talent on defense. Yeah, but I mean they can still like I, I think the playoffs. I think we could win the division. Like I'd give us maybe thirty to forty percent chance. Like not unreasonable. The yeah, they could win the division. I still think the Cowboys probably win the division, but they could win the division. Oh, uh, well, we'll see when we we play them. Um, when do we play? It's it's coming up. I think right. No idea. Um, I'll look at Tony Romo's stats. Uh, yeah, week seven uh, in Philly. 
So th- th- that's a win. And then we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> and right. the Eagles schedule actually get is pretty easy. We get Tampa this week and then Dallas and I think the Giants again. So so we'll see what happens with that. They just they they miss Macklin so much too. It, they they really do. Everyone who asked me about the offense, like that's the one thing I, I say. Like there's no one to take pressure off Deshaun at, at all. No. He can't get over. Did you see he was he's been jawing with Revis? Yeah, he said Revis this week. He said Revis isn't fast enough to cover him. That's right. No, my favorite though is when um, Deshaun praised Revis for his elusiveness. <laughs> yes, I did see that. He, whose job it is to cover other guys, <laughs> has fantastic elusiveness. Yeah, I, I don't. Think oh, and good feet work. I saw that too. I don't think Deshaun Jackson is the smartest guy in the NFL. Uh, is his Revis's feet work is really going to tangle him up? And the last time they met, like two or three years ago, Revis held him to like two catches for twenty yards. I think they said so. I oh, I think Revis is going to murder him this week. I think Revis is awesome. I actually, Revis, I haven't really watched. Tampa him. Has the ball and he's their only receiver. He's going to get killed. I haven't watched Tampa play enough to see if Revis is really a hundred percent back from injury. But like Revis from three years ago would shut down Deshaun. I mean, he did shut down Deshaun. Like he's so much better than him. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's look at some power rankings. Um, what do you think of my new metric, expected wins? Are you a fan? I mean, it's we we don't know how sausage is made. Uh, what would you say? I, we don't know what kind of algorithms you're running. I mean, I like the idea, but no, I, I, it's, it's it's really simple. I wrote it up here. So like, you look at oh, the percentage. I the whole introduction part. Yeah. New metric alert. You can read it aloud if you want to. So I look at like your relative finish each week and give you the percentage of chance of victory based on that. So like the highest score is a 100. The second highest score beats 10 of the other 11 teams, so 91%. The third highest score beats 9 of the 11 teams, 82%, and like all the way down. And I just add them together. All right. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, it's great because it shows I'm only 0.14 wins lower than Lamb Shop. It, it meets my two main requirements for metric. Okay. Which are sacrosanct. Which are what? It, they're sacrosanct. What, what, what does that mean? They're like really important and sacred and oh. inviolable, okay. which means they cannot be violated. Um, it makes me look better. Does it? It makes... Oh, it does. Yeah, it, you, you should have two wins. It makes Lamptop look worse. Done. Look at that. And it makes me look better also, so I'll throw that in with you. And it makes Lamptop look worse. He should be 4-1. It's, it's, a, it's a proven fact. It's scientific. Um, I'm trying to... F- I, I looked at these on my phone this week. I'm just looking at, them at the pictures for the first time. Oh, is it food? It's food. I mean, I, I couldn't top last week's pictures of people with black people. Um, Tron Chat has a bone to pick with you. <sighs> Tron Chat? I think you know what it is. I, I, yeah. The, how, wait, no, I don't know what it is. What is how, it? How can you narf... Post pictures of everyone with black people, picking the finest example of each person's photographic past involving black people, and not, I repeat, not post the picture of you peeing into a dish that contains a black guy. I don't think I have the digital rights to that picture. Um, Uh, I do. It did cross my mind, but it's definitely not on Facebook. Would you like it to be? Uh, probably not. 
Yeah. I, it's, I'm trying to think if there's anyone in the league that wouldn't have been familiar with this picture. Um, well, I mean, there the, everyone younger than me wasn't there yet, but I'm sure they probably heard about it. There is a picture from Narf's freshman year of Narf peeing. From beginnings. From beginnings. It's just a regular day. This was a, kind of a scavenger hunt challenge. And at the at the time, outside of North, there was this big, huge hole because they were doing some construction with the pipes or something. Just this big-ass hole with some construction tape around it. And one of the challenges was to take a picture of someone peeing into the hole. Um, and then we had possible bonus points. And the bon- there were bonus points for putting an interesting object into the hole when you peed on it. And there were two teams, and I think the first team put like a construction cone or something lame peed and then Narf's team put a living black person <laughs> into the hole looking up nervously at Narf as Narf rains a stream of piss not three feet away from him and it didn't hit him well he maybe maybe some splash damage actually I don't know this is also incidentally when we learned something else about Narf which is that Narf takes his balls out of his pants when he pees yeah i always thought that was normal until then and i still do it most of the time and in this picture narf's balls are hanging out but, at but the so, so i still do that most of the time at urinals but like once in a while i catch myself and i think of you every time <laughs> it's okay you've been you've been supplanted because at wildwood this year lamb chop explained his even more complicated method i don't think lamb chop explained anything at wildwood this year didn't he? Oh, no. When did this come up? See, we were good at Wildwood this year because Lamb Chop wasn't there. Oh, that's true. Um, now I'm questioning reality. Was this Lamb Chop at all? I think it was. I think Lamb Chop told us that he like does something different with his underwear than with his pants. Like he, he goes over the underwear but through the pants. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Like that. Oh, yeah. I just go over everything. Oh, that's Tron Chat. We can return to this. Okay, um, we'll, we'll get back to it. So, so how about you at number nine in the power rankings? Uh, higher or lower or just right? Last week, I would have said higher. Or, or was that seventh last week? Yeah, you were, you were seventh last week. That was, that was pretty Actually, generous considering you were yeah, one no, in Yeah, that was fine. The description was, was worse than the ranking last week. So last, last week, I was hopeful. Um, this week, nine is probably about right. Okay. Um, what what are you are you going to beat Priest this week? I mean, you're both playing for your season, basically. Yeah. Oh, Tronchak confirms that this was Lamb Chop, and I think it's over the underwear but through the pants. Lamb Chop says, uh, "I asked who had the weird underwear pants method," and Lamb Chop responds, "No, I have the perfectly logical method." He what? Which, over the underwear through the pants. Okay. Over the underwear through the pants. That. Doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, but I think he has a two-dimensional penis. Weird. Is that possible? Anything's possible. With which which dimension is he missing? All of well, whatever the good one is, whatever's funnier. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I'll think about that too and get back to it. Okay. Um. um so 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 you, so you and Priest. It's it's actually a, a pretty big week six matchup. The winner the winner is a decent chance of being good. I would say. I, that's what I thought about my matchup with Vigo. Well, Vigo crushed you. I'm going. I'm playing Vigo this week, and I desperately need to win. Do you think you will? 
well, I'm the highest projected score on ESPN right now at 151. Well, I don't, not everyone's done their rosters yet. Uh, I don't care. I'm still the highest. Uh, although Vigo is the second highest at 142. I think it's going to be a good matchup. There's actually. A- I just say, I've been projected to have one of the highest scores and win almost every week, and it's never happened. Well, it's happened once, so I wouldn't say never, because Yoni's sitting here at 0-5, and, and if you include the Giants, he's 0-10. That's, that's pretty bad. Yoni's arguably having a worse season than you had last year with the Eagles and your team. Oh, it's close. We might end up having to do, like, top five, combina- bottom five, combined fantasy real-life season. Because the, but the, the thing about the Eagles last year, they started 3-1, and one, remember? And then just lost 10 straight games. Yeah. So th- through five games, they were 3-2. and two. There was still plenty of hope. All right, well, so in, like, four or five weeks, if this is still happening, I, I'm going to expect something on the website comparing my season last year to Yoni's season this year. That's fair. Although Yoni actually, through email today, guaranteed a win for the Pyramid of Greatness going up against CB this week. So Really? Ha- no, how long? The projection is CB by 12 and a half. I know, but y- Yoni seemed confident. Not for the Giants. Oh, and that's, the Giants were going to 0-6. And, and that's that projection is with CB not having filled his tight end slot because Tony Gonzalez has a bye. Right. So, what was this going to say? Um, Whereas Yoni is missing no one. Interesting. So what? So actually, so what do you think? Um, Lamb Chop is playing Hudson. Hudson's the second straight player to coincidentally have good players on by against Lamb Wait, Chop. Why isn't? Sorry, you keep. I keep bring, dragging us back to other topics. Why isn't Yoni's team better? I'm looking at his as his, at his starters right now. Tell me what you think about Yoni's team. So Yoni's team is, first of all, his projected wins or expected wins is two. So he's he should be a two and three team. I mean, if you just look at the so, he's. Among the best running back tandems. No, it's not, because MJD is awful. MJD is awful. I thought they were going to be the best tandem. And look at MJD's numbers. Four, two and a half, 12, two and a half, nine. Not good. He he got a 12 and a nine, which is almost a 10. Right. I mean, we're not comparing these to your running backs. We're comparing these to good running backs. So... Jamal Charles has been great for him. Jamal it, Charles it, has been may, maybe the best running back, hasn't he? he? He's number one in total points. AP's right. ahead of him in points per game. I mean, the, the problem, if Yoni had, if Gronk was playing from week one, this would be a good team. But like he's been playing without a fourth-round pick all season because Gronk hasn't played a game. Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm looking, I just, I, you know, I saw Jamal, I saw he had two running backs who should both be good. Philip Rivers, who's been great, and Geno Smith, who's been coming on. Yeah, I mean, well, he hasn't been starting Smith. He's been starting Andy Dalton, who's been awful. But Yoni hasn't been out of Philip Rivers. Now, his wideouts are pretty bad. They're ranked, they're the 12th uh, ranked wideout unit, actually. Okay, right. After Demarius, it gets pretty ugly. And even Dem- Demarius isn't having a bad season, but he's, he's like the only Denver receiving threat who's probably underperforming his draft value, I think. Like, he's not. Like as great number one as he was picked for, like he was a second round pick compared to yeah. like Decker, Welker, Julius Thomas, who all went much later. Because Julius came on, yeah. You can only have so many throws to Thomas. Exactly. Um, he, you know what? He got, if I remember the draft correctly, he got Tavon Austin, where I thought he was a really good value, but he hasn't uh, been performing at all. He got Tavon. He went. I'm pretty sure it was Tavon Austin and Ryan Broyles were like his starting two and three wideouts after the draft, which was just. Too much risk to take both those guys and be starting them. And, I mean, Ryan Burrell, I think he cut after, like, two weeks. Mm. 
Yeah, Austin has definitely been a disappointment. But I mean, rookie rookie wideouts have pretty bad track records. Like they're never good. Yeah. All right. So as for the rest of your rank, I'm glad to see Noah at three. I thought you had him too low earlier, like two two weeks ago or so. I, I looked at his team and I really really liked it. And you, you didn't have him ranked very high. I don't think I had him ranked low. I think he's been he's in the not, top half. His his team is not super deep, and he's getting a really good run from Demarco Murray, but. His his starters are really good. So I'll tell you the thing about Noah is he has overperformed his expected wins by the most. He's two wins over. He's ex- he should be two and three, and he's four and one. His starters are good when you factor in that, like you said, Demarco Murray and Gore have been really solid, and I thought that'd be a really bad uh, running back combo. He also is not and no Sean, and he has no Sean, who's who's playing really well. Oh, does he have no Sean? I'm- yeah, I'm trying to look up the uh, the bold and the beautiful. Uh, He's got Gore, Murray, and No Shot. Actually, fact, he should probably trade a running back. Very good point. Probably to you and No Shot. Probably to me. No Shot's actually, I think, top ten overall on ESPN right now. And if I were if I were going to give Noah honest advice, I would tell him to trade a running back to me for for not very much at all. That that is that's great advice. The other thing about Noah's team is like Brady's been awful. For his standards, yeah. so you can you can make a good case. Noah has he's four and one and could easily get better if Brady starts playing like a top three quarterback. Both both of his quarterbacks are supposed to improve. Well, RG three hasn't been at first. I thought that his first two games were twenty three twenty nine. Like he's he's not as good as last year, but he hasn't been. I think Brady's been a bigger disappointment than RG three. Oh, absolutely. So they're both they're they're both unlikely to get worse than they are right now. So I'll tell you what I don't like about Noah's team is I don't I, I don't yet trust the running backs to be this good all season. It's what? not Leonard Hagerson. It's not Leonard Hagerson. It's I don't trust the running backs yet to be this good all season. Like I don't think they'll be awful, but I think they'll finish like in the seventh to ninth range as opposed to fourth where they are right now. And his his wideouts are like really if AJ Green might not be a wideout one like he's. Like they're, he's not a part of that offense in a major way, and without him, they look really weak. I don't get that. Do you understand? I haven't seen the play. Very yeah, much. I've seen a fair amount actually. Andy Dalton's awful. Like he he's really in in very indecisive quarterback. He holds the ball way too long, and then gets pushed out of the pocket, and he's awful scrambling. So it's not like someone like Romo, who's who's actually pretty good at making plays, like throwing downfield on the run. Like Dalton's just bad, and he's but not he's the- not accurate, and he doesn't. He never hits receivers on time on the routes because he holds the ball and he's not accurate. He wasn't better. He wasn't a better quarterback last year. And last year, everyone knew that all he wanted to do was throw to AJ Green when he had, you know, anything that wasn't triple coverage on him. Well, and so I don't understand. Green racked up the stats last year. He so he might be worse than last year, not like tremendously, but he might be marginally worse. Like he's 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 kind of like Flacco in that he's never been good. He's just kind of has a decent reputation because he makes the playoffs every year. But like, and there's really never anything special about Dalton. And and last year was Green's like first breakout year, so you could just like still say some of that was teams not knowing how big a threat he was. I mean, you're right that. Like, they should have just triple-teamed him all the time. So, I don't know. You think he'll come around? I, I think he's another guy who's not who's not getting worse. If you look at this team, Brady, Green, and 
Robert Griffin have nowhere to go but up, and those are maybe the top three guys. The, I mean, that's a good point. They are the top three guys. Griffin, like, I'm not sold Griffin as good as he was last year, so I think Griffin averaging 20 points so far doesn't necessarily go up from that. I think Griffin could easily stay put. Yeah, but he's you can't see him being much worse because if they're going to keep sucking, he's going to throw a lot. And if they're not going to keep sucking, he's going to score with his legs. I don't know if he's going to score with his legs because I don't think he's been he hasn't been running that much this year. Like is Cuz he's not held, he's not fully he doesn't trust his leg yet. Right. Well, I mean that that could go on all season though. Like I mean you don't know. Like if you could say yeah, after, okay. after you could say the bye week gives him a good rest and he'll come back 100%. I don't know. So, I mean, Noah's team is good. You want to take a look at Vigo's team? I mean, they just crushed you. This is the team I can't decide if I think they're a real threat or not. Uh, all right. So, Romo and Kaepernick at the QB. Is, is anyone big sitting this week? No. It's all, okay. So, Marshawn Lynch and insert a QB, two. Running back, two. Yeah, running back, two. Des Bryant, Hakeem Nix, who has been pretty good. And Reggie Wayne, who we just got from me. Uh huh. Knicks. Okay, he just had his best game, but he's had three double-digit games. Um, and Reggie Wayne just had one great game and one okay game since the trade. Yep. He's got Joyk Bell, who's now not going to be a starter with Reggie Bush back on the bench, and he's got Kendrell Tompkins, who. Doesn't look like he's going to get the targets every week. Uh, definitely not. Not once Gronk comes back and with Amendola there, too. Um, and what's Vernon Davis doing this year? Oh, he just had his he just had his second good week. He's had two good weeks and three bad weeks. I mean, he's, he's okay. He's, he's not like a top five tight end anymore because there's so much more talent at the position, but he's, he's not awful. I just... I. It seems like he's going to have trouble if the Niners keep playing the way they're playing right now, which is not great. He's going to have trouble down the stretch. I, I, I think so too. I think his running backs are bad. Like I don't. Marshawn Lynch isn't having a great season. He's been solid, but he's been not, good. Yeah, he has, but he's not getting like the yardage he used to get, and like that that hundred yard barrier. Like it's not arbitrary in our league. Like it's an extra three points to hit it. Like, it's pretty important. So, he's, he's only done that once so far. And then, yeah, Dez has been legit. I mean, he's actually been a lot better than Calvin Johnson so far, which is kind of making Vigo look smart for that pick. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, I think he's probably a playoff team. I mean, it, he did just put up the 190. But on I think on expected wins, he was a little lower. I think Vigo, yeah, he's like... Eighth in expected wins. He's just above few, actually, which is, is not that good. No, it's pretty terrible. So, so what do you think about Hudson going up against Lamb Chop without Matt Ryan? Second straight week, Lamb Chop gets a, a top team resting its by players against him. I don't understand how this keeps happening. By the way, do you know what we, you and I, are one two at in the league? Uh, no. Points against. Oh. Good for us. I knew yeah. I was. I knew I was number one at that. At that, uh, I'm killing it in points. You against and, let me make sure that I'm that I'm right. Yeah, you and I are. We are next to each other in the standings, and we are one two by uh, you. You, me, and Priest are one two three by 
pretty wide margin. Yeah, and just to point out, I'm second in points scored in a league and have been outscored by 30 points on the season. I'm just not having good luck so far. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I could definitely, now with the... I think from this week on, you're going to have the highest score in the league. I'm going to have the highest score in the league? I think so. Yes! Lucky rainbow M&Ms, man. I we'll, just, see if that, we'll see if that pans out. That's yeah, my prediction. I think so, too. You know, because... This Julio Jones thing, it, it hurts Lamb Chop, and it's going to hurt Hudson a lot, too, because Matt Ryan, just he has, no th- he has no receivers anymore. Like, Roddy White is out again. Julio Jones is out. Harry Douglas! <sighs> He's going to be a pickup this week. He's on waivers. You want to put a claim in? Uh, I'm number two. Noah and I are one, two, I think. Oh, so block, oh, block Lamb Chop and pick him up. That's got, it's got to be LC's waiver pick this week. I don't think LC would be starting Harry Douglas, would he? We don't even know if he's... They have that tight end who caught a touchdown this Tony, week. Tony Gonzalez? No, some other guy who's like a tight end wide receiver hybrid. I don't even know how he's listed. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know how much I'd trust Harry Douglas to get all those looks all of a sudden. Good point. Because he's Harry Douglas. No, he's not, he's not good, but if he's the number one receiver with a competent uh, quarterback throwing to him, like it's... Do you think they signed someone? Do they sign Randy Moss? Nah, there have been talks of him trading for uh, Kenny Britt, of all people. And if that happens, oh, I, might, yeah. I might go crazy on Britt again and be like, he's, he's the top five wideout again. I, always I, forgot, I forgot Kenny Britt was on the market. They're shopping him. Uh, yeah, so but he can't go to Atlanta because they. what happens when the other two guys get healthy? They, don't, they can't play all three of those guys. Um, no, they're actually all... That's three extremely repetitive skill sets in the wideout position. Um, yeah. And, but Kenny, but Julio Jones out for the season. The question is if Atlanta wants to buy or sell. I mean, there are also reports out there that they could trade Tony Gonzalez back to the Chiefs and just completely sell the season. They should. I mean, they're one and four. They're they're almost. I mean, they're not Kenny Britt away from competing this year. Correct. I mean, like what? The, like they're a Super Bowl or bust team, and without Julio Jones, like it's, it's really hard to see them winning a Super Bowl. I think, especially with Mike Smith, who's an Awful fucking head coach. I'm really looking forward to this new era of NFL teams realizing that they should tank. Are you reading Bill Simmons about it? Is that why you're... I am. I'm reading... Yeah, well, he's plugged into the... What's his name? Mike Lombardi. Uh, I don't uh, know if he's really plugged in anymore. All he does is complain Lombardi abandoned him. No, but I mean, he's he's into what Mike Lombardi's doing there. Yes, he, he supports it because it's NBA style. He likes that was a, an amazing trade. I can't believe they got that trade. That Cleveland got that trade? Yeah. I don't think it's as amazing as people think. I mean, they're, I understand like getting first-round value for a running back in, in today's NFL is, quote-unquote, a, a good deal no matter what. But, I mean, they gave up the number three pick in last year's draft for Indy's doesn't matter. He shouldn't, it's going to be should. like 22 to 25. It doesn't matter. He, he shouldn't have been the, the number three pick. I mean, if he's a consistent running back... He shouldn't have been number three. You're right. I, I just don't think it's as great a deal as people think. It's not everyone thinks it's great. I think it's I think it's wonderful. I mean, it makes if it makes sense if he's not a fit for the offense and what they want to do. Also, like if they didn't really have a need for Richardson anyway. He it's not like he was doing anything. No, good. and they, and they're three and zero without him. So so what about pickups this week? I actually picked up. Vigo dropped T.Y. Hilton, which kind of shocked me last week. That 
Like, that's a really good player to just drop after four weeks, in my opinion. Did you even see that? I didn't see that. Because uh, I was actually, Vigo dropped him, and I was seventh on the waiver wire and was really surprised no one ahead of me put in a claim. Like, I mean, T.Y. Hilton, it's easy to say this, he just had a huge game against Seahawks, but he's right. like a legit star, fantasy starter. Like, do you think he's droppable? Um, I... I don't know how I missed that. I was very low on the order, so maybe I wasn't really even paying attention. Oh, wait, hold on. Matt, this says I'm fifth. In the, I'm fifth. I thought I was second. I'm fifth in the order. Okay. Uh, that sucks. So, so your chances oh, in Harry Douglas. Few and Fuse is ahead of me. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'll say this. I've, I'm glad... There's been more waiver action than I expected with the new rule. Yeah, I don't think the new rule is really affecting anything, to be honest. Do you think it's making any difference? Yeah, no, it's definitely making a difference, but it's not taking as long to roll up into a, an early pick as I, as I thought. Okay. I thought you'd, you'd make a pick and it would take like three or four weeks to get up the list again, but it's taking like one or two weeks. No, because there's still a lot of a lot of movement. Uh, what The rule that is making uh, so Someone wavered a kicker. I think it was Hudson. Oh, really? Someone wavered a kicker. Oh, I mean, kickers... Matt Prater's been really good. He's scoring like 15 points a game. Like, So there are some kickers that... I'm just saying. Or, or someone would... I, I understand. Um, the rule that is having an effect is the allowing you to start a tight end instead of your third wideout role. There have been a ton of people have done that, which is still surprising me every time. Uh, I might... Depending on what happens, I might end up doing that down the stretch. I haven't wrote it out. Lionel even started three tight ends last week at the OP tight end and really? tight out three spot. He missed that. How did it, how did it work? Uh, he, he, they he combined for 44 points, which really isn't bad. Um, but most all of them came from Witten, and the other two didn't do much. Uh, uh, Witten got 24, Charles Clay got 12, and Pettigrew got 7. And Ruben Randall, who was his only wide receiver, got 24 on the bench. Yeah, so probably goes to show you not to start three tight ends, but I guess it works for some people. I mean, it goes to show you not to sit a wide receiver against the Eagles secondary is what it goes to show you. Yes, they are bad. Um, good, good point. So how about Eliminator? You are now one of five Trons still in after myself. Oh, I was so excited. For Me, Hughes, and Yoni all go down with the fucking... Jets and just because how bad Atlanta is, the the Falcons losing. So I, I I wasn't in I wasn't around to see the Eagles win. Okay. So the Falcons losing was the first good thing I've seen happen to me. That's that that's legit. Um, Sad is what it is. So it's uh, it's me, Lionel, CB, Hudson, and Frogger. I have, and, Frogger's gonna win this. He, I, everyone has to be rooting for Frog at this point. Here's the thing: of the five people remaining, CB is the only one who hasn't picked the Broncos. Correct. So if he and they play a some, gimme week this week, they were gonna be my pick this week again. They're 28 point favors against Jacksonville. So I mean, I expect CB to play them and just watch the other four of us. There, there aren't that many gimme games this week. Nope. Who, I think who? he makes that play. He watches the rest of us go down. You think CB uh, wins it this week? No, I don't think he wins it this week, but I think he's got a huge leg up having the Broncos 
this uh, week if that's what he wants to do. Uh, I agree. Um, who? What? What's your pick? Have you thought about it yet? I've thought about it. I haven't finalized it. Um, so I've definitely looked at. One sec. Pull this up. What's the thing that I... I this is riveting radio. Yeah, this is really good dead air uh, on the podcast. So I've picked the, I've picked the Seahawks. I've picked the Broncos. Those are the two huge favorites this week. Um, I know the Niners are getting some love. The Texans are getting some love. Who are they, who, who are they playing? Raiders. Niners at home against the Cardinals, Texans at home against the Rams, Chiefs at home against the Raiders, and Bengals at the Bills are getting a lot of love. Now the, the Bengals are a risky team. I, I would go with the Niners over as at home Bengals. as a pretty safe bet. Bears at home against the Giants, too. That's the other. The, the, I See, as bad as we think the Giants are, they're going to win a game. That's exactly what I thought. Uh, I mean, I've been. I thought they'd beat the Eagles last week, and I thought they'd crush Carolina the week before that. But that was before we realized they were awful. I don't know. I, I the, so of those, the, so the top two teams I, I picked of the next five that I just named, I I I have a pretty good sense of who I'm going with, which I'm not going to say. All right. How many How many more weeks do you think this goes? I think that this goes. Three more weeks, including this week. So you think week eight is the last week? Yes. That's going to be longer than people anticipated from the beginning. But I, I say, it wasn't six and a half. The I think six and a half is the over under that I set. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's legitimate. Um, I got, I'm rooting for Frog. I don't know if he'll really win. I mean, he did detail his whole strategy last week, which seemed brilliant. But uh, for, yeah, Frogger's strategy is faultless. I will be the least angry and resentful at Frogger for winning. Oh, clearly. anyone else? I mean, it's it's just embarrassing for all of us if, if Frogger if Frogger wins this thing. And I just love having. I hope it lasts all season because I just love having something that Lamp Chop can't be a part of anymore. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really sad that I'm out of this. I I did really like Eliminator, especially once Lamp Chop wasn't in. It just gave me oh, one more thing to be rooting for each week. Here's the thing, and I don't know if this is a setting that the Eliminator co-commissioner Lionel is in control of, but the system lets you keep making picks after you're eliminated. Yeah, I've noticed and that it'll, Noah is doing that. Right, so it'll, and I think he pre-picked, so he, he kind of backed into it. But I, he knows about it now because I told him. And it ranks people by their percentage, not by when they were eliminated. Yeah, but what is that? I mean... I'm just saying, if you like seeing yourself climbing up the leaderboard, maybe you should keep making picks. I do, and I'm, I'm pre-picked also, so I, I'll leave them in. I've got Denver this week. I'm pretty confident about that. But it's still, I mean, once you're out, you're out. Like climbing up to like third place doesn't. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. No, you're right. All right, so you ready to get to your first ever Tron rank, Santon? Ah, uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. I've been I've been fired. have you prepared? I've yeah. So I asked Narf. Uh, a few days ago, if there's any topics I should prepare, and he said Tron ranks. So I promised to meditate on the on the essence of all of the league members in preparation. But can we, before we get to mine, can we talk about 
Tron ranks so far. That's that's next on my list. What do you want to say? You're well, the most popular mention. You're you're nine total mentions right now. I'm 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 very flattered at how often I come up. Someone had the unique name hypothesis. Ah, uh, that did someone say unique name? I said that you're like, I said that people don't forget you because you're prominent in the league as the commissioner. Uh, well, like, like some people, I think are just like trying to remember who's in the league when they're making their picks, and they're like, "Oh, Anton's in the league. I know him." It could be that. So anyway, I, I've been flattered by by the attention. The food thing was hilarious. Yeah, that was so. Uh, I tell me, I was right about that. Putting about you on what? my worst chefs list, right? Oh, I don't cook at all. I know, I, and you don't eat. All you, you just give me some cheese if you were my chef. I eat ingredients. Yes. I don't see the need to combine them because it seems like more effort than I could just combine them in my mouth. Yeah, I, so CV was way off about that. The thing about you is you're always also like split, meaning somehow I have a very different opinion of you than everyone else in the league. Um, yeah, that's true. So there were two. One was talking yourself, talking your way out of a ticket. Yep. I think I was both top and bottom in that one. I had you, I had you bottom and Vigo had you top. Yeah, I was a, I I take umbrage with the bottom. I do, just because it's kind of my job. I know, but I yeah. and see, I know your reasoning was that I wouldn't be able to help myself and I would be a dick. Yes, and a big part of my job is not being a dick in those situations. Okay, uh, all right. You... But no, I get I get the. the the hypothesis and then the other one was little kids because i would lack the patience well everyone had different reasons um i think frogger thought you lacked the patience i just don't want my kids to like learn how to be russian (laughs) uh that's the last thing that i would ever teach your kids i i I would i can't i can't trust you on that the first thing that i would teach your kids is to how not to take their balls out when they pee so so you argue that you should were you wanting to be a top choice for first grade teacher? No, I don't know if I'm a top choice, but I, I, I did used to work with little kids a lot. I did doing what? I would, um, I would work with kids that got brought over from Russia from orphanages to possibly be adopted. Okay. So you do work with Russians. Well, yeah, but we were trying to turn them into Americans. You're trying to switch them. Interesting. Yeah. So you, but but if you can do it that way, you could do it the other way. You could turn my Americans into Russians. Why would anyone want to do that? I don't know, but wouldn't some people might like? All right, so moving on. You you ready for the Tron rank? I'm I'm as ready as as I can be. All right, since you can't choose yourself, somebody hopefully someone will catch up to you. Well, in mentions, Um, or maybe you'll choose me. Or maybe I will. Who's number two? Actually, I meant to check. You've got not uh, CB and Lamb Chop both have seven. Lamb Chop is minus five. He's got one positive, six negatives. What's my plus minus? You're you're minus one actually. You're you got four positives, five negatives. Jeez. Um, leading That's... leading in plus minus, I think CB is plus three and Lionel is plus three. They're the two leaders. I would have guessed CB. Uh, you would have. Yeah, he's good. he's been getting a lot of love. Yes. You got all the all the vegan love and all the outdoorsy love. That, that's true. The outdoorsy love is, is his thing. All right. Tron ranks. Tron ranks. Okay. In an alternate dimension, ultimate frisbee is the biggest sport in America. <laughs> After leading Tron your senior year to a Division I national championship, you are entering the MLU draft. Top three 
bottom three trons to be your agent as a professional <laughs> ultimate frisbee player? Oh, I like this a lot. Hold on, I wanna. I'm pulling up the list so I don't miss anyone. Yeah. I've kind of been thinking I should go first to give people more time to think about these, but I'm not going to do that. But then you'll, you've already picked ahead of time. Sometimes right? I have and sometimes I haven't. So I think that you should not, that you should pick ahead of time and then you should go, go second so no one gets, gets. I should pick ahead of time or shouldn't? You should pick ahead of time, but then you should reveal them okay. last so that you're not affected by my picks and I'm not affected by your Th- picks. That's true. All right. So, so bottom three trons to be your agent as a professional Ultimate Frisbee player. Oh, and there's God. a lot to think about in terms of like what makes a good agent. Yeah, do we we have like 40 minutes just for this, right? I mean, it's there's no I don't care how long the podcast is. I don't know if people are going to listen. <laughs> how many people are still listening do you think? Like four? I kind of feel like people skip the Tron ranks at the end. What? Why would anyone skip the Tron ranks? I don't know. Okay. It's... Bottom 3 agents. 1. Lanchop fucker. Okay. Is there is there a reason or just because he's a fucker? Because I actually think Lamb Chop might be good at this. That is the best reason. Actually, fuck, damn it. Now he's all business scene. I, I know. He went he went to business school. I think that he would find a way to get me a huge contract, most of which would then go to him. That's actually completely correct. Plus, yeah. like, do you want the guy representing you to have red hair? No. I don't want anything representing me to have right here. Exactly. Okay. And, and he, yeah, he'd take a humongous percentage somehow. Okay. Two, in no particular order. Narf. Narf? Yes. Me, Narf? Yes. I'd be a great agent. No, I think that you would Actually, make, I have no idea if I would. You would make outlandish promises, and you would come up with ridiculous incentives involving odds you don't understand. You're and right. in the end, I would make very little money. I'd say stuff like, if my client completes 50% of his flicks this season, he gets double the salary. And yeah, we'll bet half his salary, 13 to 2, on the number of fumbles recovered. You, I don't want that shit in my contract. I, you'd have huge upside. <laughs> uh, look, I'm a workmanlike ultimate player. I need a, a, a steady, long-term deal that okay. doesn't depend on my performance. Guaranteed money up front. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Third. Oh, man. Third in the bottom. I would pick... This is hard. I don't... How do you, how do you think... Oh, fuse, you know what? Fuse. Supposed to be I pick hard. Fuse. Fuse in the bottom? Fuse in the bottom. Okay. Because Fuse clearly has no idea how to value players of any kind in any sport. He can't. Well, he's, he can't value them for fantasy. That's that's 100% correct. I saw, when I saw Fuse last weekend, I confronted him on the trade issue. Okay. And I, I asked him about the sending of ridiculous offers, and he the first thing Fuse said was that that's just his way of expressing interest as a starting point of what players he wants, and then you're supposed to respond with you know, better players from him than he offered. Right. But if your starting offer is a joke, no one's going to respond to it. Right. So I think he misunderstands how most people read the starting offer. But then I said, you know, what about your specialty, which is two for two deals where you get the two (laughs) best players in the deal? And Fuse said, yeah, that's what trading is. (laughs) 
So for that reason, Fuse, I don't want you to be my agent. I can kind of... I'm pretty sure Fuse knows his team sucks and has given up by like his lack of emails and trade offers going around anymore. Like I think he's well, just apparently given there up. was there was some uh, there was some renewed action this year. Oh, was there? I mean, this week, and there might be something in the works. Not with me. I think he might have something in the works. Okay. Okay. I, I don't have any specifics for. So it. those are your three bottoms. You those are my three bottoms. Sh- should I do bottoms or should you do tops? You should do bottoms. Okay. Because I need more time. Okay. So. I've got a couple easy ones. Number one bottom, and this I think is really easy, Frogger. Awful agent. Oh, I kind of forgot that Frogger was Frogger's the, eligible. Like, but I would not have picked him bottom. No, no. You want Frogger in the bottom. Like, I, I don't, like, I can't see Frog, like, negotiating for me. He's not good at, like, logistics and, like, organized stuff. Not to mention, like, he'd be only focused on his own career. So... <laughs> I, I, you want an agent who's looking out for you. Like fr- frogs on my bottom list. Um, also, my bottom list is Noah. 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 I. I, I mean, I. I've never seen Noah like in a negotiation, but I just can't imagine he's like a cutthroat, like shark negotiator, business type person. Like that just doesn't seem like it fits his personality. Okay, that's fair. Um, my third bottom. I don't know if this makes sense, but it's actually going to be Yoni. Interesting. Uh, I just think Yoni has, like, like he's got the whole family, so he's not going to be, like, on call for me 24-7, which is a big thing. Uh, Are you saying he's too good-natured? Yeah, like, he. well, one, he has other commitments in his life. Like, you want your agent to be... He can't devote himself to... Only about me. I want him to be at my house at 3 in the morning, like, cleaning up a dead stripper or something. Yeah, uh, whoever your agent is is going to be getting a lot of nighttime phone calls about messes you've gotten yourself. Exactly. And, like, I think he, like, he's even said, like, that since he had kids, like, he's lost his competitive edge. Like, I just don't think Yoni is probably as sharp as he once was. This, (laughs) you know what this makes me think of? Uh, what is that? Hello, hi, Anton. Anton, is that you? Uh, I'm in the parking lot of the liquor store, and they say they've <laughs> called the cops. Should I leave? Uh, should I? Should I leave? I don't know who you're referring to. Yeah. Well, uh, clearly, a lot of work as my lifetime lawyer. I know. I know. God knows I need it. Okay, so hit me with your three top agents. Wait, was that three? Yeah, I, I had Frogger. Noah, Yoni is my bottoms. Okay. My top three agents. Uh, Priest. I thought about him, but he's not in my tops. Priest, because I think he's, he's, he's very smart. He would figure out good contracts, and I feel like he would work hard for me. Yeah, I bet Priest is a hard worker. Yeah, and he would work smart. Hard and smart. The ways yeah. to work. That's right. Um... It's harder after that. Gotta, gotta, gotta pick three. I know. There's too many. There's so many different factors. Like, do I want the best possible contract, or do I want someone who's going to make me feel special? Exactly. What do you want in an agent? This is your life. I know. Um. You know what? I'm going to pick. Lionel and Noah as a tandem. That's two picks, not one. I know, I know. They'll be my two and three. That's such but a I'm picking pick. them for very different skills. Okay. 
I think Lionel could be a hard ass and just properly insult our our uh, negotiating partners into submission. Uh-huh. Whereas Noah would would genuinely look out for my interests and make sure I didn't get fucked. Do you think he'd be able to do that though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're three. You got priest, priest Lionel, Lionel, Noah. Okay. Um, so my three, my three tops, uh, Hudson, number one. I think that's an easy choice. He's got the law degree going for him. I think he worked for a law firm that did sports stuff, but I may be wrong about that. He, he's like a smart guy, follows sports. It's like good thinking. He, he's a good worker. I, I, I think Hudson's my easy number one. Um, next up, I have Vigo. Because I think Vigo would just like devote his entire life to being my agent. And I think like he'd be on call 24-7. He'd do everything I needed. I'd be his only client. He'd give it, he'd give all of his work like into our like senior year all over again. What? Wasn't this your college experience? Oh, ex- exactly. So like I would trust Vigo to be there for me as like my agent. Was, like help me out with what is, I needed. Is this Vigo's first appearance in Tron Ranks? Uh, it's his first top appearance in Tron Ranks. Um, I believe he was oh he's at minus five. He was zero and five before this. <sighs> I just gave him a plus. I know. I, I, I like that you did that. Vigo knows that I love him. It's not my Vigo. fault that no one else ranks him high in these in these categories. I love you, Vigo. Maybe the problem's with the categories. Well, maybe it is. Uh, maybe if there was a dancing category, things would be different. Ooh, dance-off. Interesting. Good point. So I've got Hudson, Vigo, Despite what you said, which is actually making me doubt my pick, since I already locked it and I'll go with it, I had Fuse actually on my top also. Um, You make good points about not being able to value players at all in a fantasy perspective, but I think Fuse is like, I think he'd be like, I think he's like a smart business guy. Like, I think he's like shrewd and like sharp and like knows how to get a good deal. He's really Jewy also. Think about that. Like, that's a big factor in your agents. You want like someone pretty Jewish. That's true. He's, he's got, He's got a very good amount of Jew. I think he's, like, Jewy in the right way to be an agent. Like, I think he's, like, a little maybe, like, sleazy and, like, cheap in a way that's going to help you out. Like, I think Fuse has, like... I think of all the people in this league, he is the most, like, agent... I think I could see him being an agent the easiest. Uh, so, with Fuse as your agent, over under on how many times you are traded in your rookie season? <laughs> that's... A, I didn't think about that actually. Is that I'd have to be relocating? Yeah, are you okay relocating like four times a year? So there are there are, so there uses a lot of positives and a lot of negatives actually. <laughs> so this is, he's actually a good choice to be in a bottom and a top list. Um, no, I do not want to move four times every year and be involved in every trade rumor under the sun. Yeah, have fun with that. Cool. Another good Tron ranks, the best segment in the history of this podcast. Um. <laughs> uh, are we going to have some more repeating segments? Is this going to be a thing? Uh, well, Priest, every time Frogger's on, maybe we'll ask him random NFL questions. Oh, that's true. I really that, was, that was Priest's idea. He came up with that on the spot. I enjoyed that whole podcast very much. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to Frogger on more. Uh, maybe I'll have him and you on later and record it, but we'll see. I, listen, I was a devoted listener through the wedding and honeymoon. Yeah, that's actually impressive. Did, uh, did Libby listen with you at all? She did not, but I listened on two different contents. But isn't the point of the honeymoon that you're doing everything together? Like, didn't you? Didn't wasn't she interested in my podcasts? Um, 
Um, um, I know that Randall listens at least once because when I didn't know what state she's from, she sent me an email saying which state she's from, and I don't remember anymore which state she's from. I can't say that Libby has listened since the one time I made her listen to the part where you called her a dog. <laughs> you you played that for her? Sure. Uh, I told you I played that for her. Uh, you probably did. All right. This has been maybe our longest show ever, so let's wrap it up. Anything else you want to say, Anton? Um, if, I, if, if, I, if I get eliminated in Survivor, I think it's over. someone should just shoot me. Maybe I'll have you and Yoni on together as like a joint miserable like misery gonna, podcast. I'm going to consider switching to being a, a non-playing commissioner. <laughs> you know, just, just gonna fill your spot up in the league. Fill my fantasy life with with my commissioner duties because it's it's not working. Well, you used to be good, and then just something snapped, and now you suck. I know. Then do again, have, I have made the playoffs in a couple of years, and my team is two and three right now. So maybe I'm not good either. I'm really. It's 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 been so bad that I'm starting to resent you for posting all these historical stats because now I can't pretend that I'm good. It's it's you have to you have to back it up. I mean that's the point of the stats. I got historical win percentages, expected wins now. Like if your team's not performing, you're you're it's going to show. What I want, what I really want someone to do is to send out an analysis of whether we have a big enough sample size to really comment on manager skill okay. with the number of seasons. And I want that analysis to say that we don't. Okay. So who do you so want to perform that analysis if for? If someone, preferably one of our econ PhDs, could run that regression or analysis or whatever and also come up with the result that I want and then tell me about it, I would very much appreciate that. Okay. Challenges on Priest and Choir Boy. This will be the way to settle who's the better economer. Priest or choir boy. I like it. This is uh, good. So whoever gets the answer first wins. Well, I, I would I would amend that somewhat. Let's make this round one in a series of challenges. Round one in a series of econ challenges. Cool. All right. For Narf and Anton, thanks for listening, guys. See you later, guys.